Put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. And actually, I shouldn't have said welcome back because maybe you're a new listener. Um, and if you are, I call my listeners meatballs. So welcome to the meatball family. You're all a part of the family because who doesn't love a good meatball? Even if you're vegan, you got to love a good meatball. I have so much to talk to you guys about this week. Um, I'm sorry the podcast is a little late. I usually try to release on Thursday mornings, but there's a lot that uh, has been going on. I don't know if any of you have moved or moved in with a significant other, but you've been hearing me talk about this for a few weeks now. It's finally happened. And now we can all breathe again. Life is getting back to normal. So yes, I know this is released a little later, but it's great because now we have Cinco de Mayo stories for you. I hope everyone had a fun time. I dragged myself out of bed this morning and made myself go to Pure Bar. And I think you could have wrung my Pure Bar mat out and taken a shot of tequila from it because I was, you know, still... Still um, processing all the tequila I poured down my throat yesterday at Cinco de Mayo. It was very, very fun. Um, So I hope you meatballs had a good time. I also, this week, this episode is kind of about long-term friendship. I have a big treat for you. Um, Before we get to my main podcast, I have another guest who is someone that I absolutely love. She is one of my best friends. I'm going to like start crying. I can't even look at her right now. (laughs) She is the reason why I live in Los Angeles. We met in college. So we've been friends for like four years now. (laughs) I wish over a decade meatballs. Um, She is I want to say you're a jack of all trades. You've worked in so many. You're a Jill of all trades. She's worked in so many different aspects of the entertainment industry. I feel like you've lived nine lives since we've been out here in L.A. Uh, She's a California native, so California is her Jersey. She just got back from Jersey, though, which is very on bread with the podcast. And she looks like a Barbie doll. Everyone, I want you to welcome the wonderful, beautiful Haley Henson. Hello. Hello, meatballs. <laughs> some people, she brought this up to me that some people think we sound alike. Yes. <laughs> so it could get confusing later. Yes. Or now. Or now. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Um, and I wanted you to be here today. Well, I always want you to be here. Um, we actually tried to podcast once when I first started the podcast. And it was just like too long and we were trying to figure it out. And it was just like wonky. And I feel like this is a much better. Yes. More You chill. have equipment now, too. I, I have equipment now. You're trying to do it on the... Uh, the iPhone. <laughs> yes. So one of the things is I actually was podcasting with Dana Moon two weeks ago and Haley was basically cleaning out my entire <laughs> apartment. She's purging for you. She was purging for me while we were podcasting. And the theme this week is self-care. Yes. And I think you have a lot of insight on this. You're going through a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you meatballs have actually written into me that are in you're mid thirties, like late twenties to mid thirties, and you're kind of lost and you've either started a career or you went one direction and you're like, wow, this really isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And Haley's kind of, I'm an expert. She's an expert and she's working through that right now. Uh, before we get to that, I know you have a great, um, was it soul cycle or flywheel story? Flywheel. I want to hear about that. Well, 
so yesterday, well, actually, you sent me the invite to join Class Pass because we were going to go to a class together. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, let's see what's around I can walk to because I woke up early and I was like, oh, whoa, what is this? And in my neighborhood, I live in Playa Vista, and in my neighborhood, there was a show tunes spin class at Flywheel. And I was like, I don't even care. I'm going right now. Like, <laughs> and then I went and it was amazing. I was like, I started crying at one point during the class because the man's voice was so beautiful in the song. And it was like all the talent. And then Jackie and I were in theater together and yes. we did a lot of, oof, that's how we met was in musical theater from the theater department. At University at of Rhode University Island. University of Rhode Island. Shout out to and the Rams. Just like, just reminds you of all the stuff that like, I mean, I, I grew up. In a very small town in Northern California, like dancing in my room, like, and I was like, I just know I'm going to be on Broadway, <laughs> like as a child. And I like ran my own productions out of my uh, backyard and I had a production company. My mom helped me start called Backyard Productions. Uh, and at age nine, I was basically a full on like producer and I would write down scripts and I would, I would write my own scripts or I would pick a, a film and I would... We, there was no internet yet, so I would like literally copy word for word the script from like Greece, like, and then I would type it up on my grandma's typewriter, and I would make, I would like not type all of them, but I would take that to Kinko's, and then I would make copies for my friends, and uh, basically it was because I was like I loved school so much. The whole reason I did it, it wasn't because I loved theater so much. I mean, I did, but like I loved being in school, and I loved like ha- like the force of hanging out with friends <laughs> that like. I would cry the last day of school every day. Like my, my mom's like, you're insane. Like everyone loves summer vacation. I'm like, no, I'm going to be alone. And I want to <laughs> hang out with my friend. Oh my gosh. And she's like, well, what can we do? And it was getting worse every year. So by age nine, she's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to do a production and make everybody listen to me. It's like you're 25 at age I nine. I know. I was a little nuts. And so that actually, I wrote about that in my essay to get into the UCLA producing program and got me in. And they're like, this lady's crazy. <laughs> you um, were destined for it. I used to transcribe um, episodes of Friends. Yeah. And my first like job I ever had was being a hostess in my uncle's restaurant at like 13. <laughs> and I used to make all the waiters who were like in their 30s act out like Ross and Rachel. Yeah, that's so funny me. too because even in kindergarten, I was fine like being alone for so... I mean, I've always been fine being alone, but like I was just like doing stuff by myself and like somebody's like, what are you doing? I'm like... Oh, I'm playing Pound Puppies this week. Whatever the cartoon was of the week. They're like, can we play? I'm like, sure. And then I would cast them as the characters from the cartoon. Or like, I had only Disney for a long time. So it was like, yeah. you know, whatever the, the gummy bears or the tailspin or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm Baloo because he's the leader. <laughs> and then you guys can talk amongst yourselves. But like, I would really recommend since you have red hair, you're this character. And so I was like, basically always in entertainment, even as a very small kindergartner and like when my when you talk to my friend none of my uh those friends that i've been friends with all these years like none of them really work in entertainment but they're always like it makes sense that you're doing what you do because like you always have done that and i've always been a i was a very very uh i guess what's it called uh pathological liar (laughs) which i was like no i was just acting (laughs) see i'm a terrible liar great actor terrible liar (laughs) it was i can tell you a thousand stories about these predicaments i would get myself in that i would have to like well that has to be true now everyone's watching so i'm gonna just keep going i'm just gonna go with it (laughs) um yeah and so that's so cool um, so flywheel just so flywheel just was like bringing back all the stuff and that's a big part of what's your jersey is mm-hmm. like where are you from and all the self-help books and all the stuff that you read to try and find your true calling is 
what were you like as a child and where did you come from? What are your roots? And I thought I reached out to Jackie and I'm like, I'm going through this transition. She obviously knows because we're close and we talk every day. But it's like, I think that it'd be really good to just talk about how I'm like going through this. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm lost, as you would say, but I'm okay. And it's been like this really beautiful transition in my life. And I loved that workout, but because it was reminding me of where I come from and like you have to keep checking yourself and keep remembering your jersey and remembering where you come from and like the things that you love to do as a kid are your guide because you had no responsibility. So it was what you truly loved and And there's like there's clues. It may not be directing or transcribing things or whatever the thing or lying. (laughs) It may be like, (laughs) but there's, there's clues there. And so you always have to like go back to that and like do the things that are similar or that remind you of it because there's going to be some clues. So would you say like you're a natural born leader? So I'm a natural born leader. I'm a natural like director. Mm. I'm a natural artist in a sense. Yes. Because when I do any form of art, like I, a picture or just any like painting, dancing and like by myself, like anything I feel more connected to my higher calling or whatever you want to say it is. And I feel like that's when I'm my happiest Mm -hmm. and I can pull myself out of a funk as long as I can get myself to do it. Cause sometimes I'm too low that I can't even like bring myself to do it. But something like that was such a fun, um, like working out's like something you feel like you have to do. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, like this seems great. I want to see what it's about. And then it like brought me back full circle to what I've been searching for. And it was such a fun way to like find that all like, you know, the childhood experience. So it's so funny because I feel like you and I kind of had similar experiences this Mm -hmm. week with working out. Um, I was in, I love hot Pilates, shout out hot Pilates, uh, in sunset Plaza. There's this amazing teacher. Her name is Maria. Maria. (laughs) She gets mad at you. If you call her Maria, Mm -hmm. um, was she in West side story? (laughs) (laughs) She's in the reboot. They're actually redoing that by the way. Like a movie? Or, yeah, a oh. movie. There, it's oh god, why? It's a huge director that's remaking West Side Story, which is crazy. I don't know anything about that? Yet. My first uh, leading role was Anita <laughs> in West Side Story at West Windsor Plainsboro High School South. Shout out <laughs> to that too. Anyway, Maria, she is this like spicy little tiny amazing instructor ball of energy and before class she was saying that she was listening to her best friend in her head oprah <laughs> in the car and i realized like i haven't i used Wait, to she, her, oprah's her best friend in her head or yes. she was listening to the quote in her head or the <laughs> she was listening to oprah i think she has like a podcast oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh but, i listened to that it's super soul sunday yeah, exactly yeah, and yeah. i really it made me realize i hadn't listened to it in a while and stuff like that keeps me grounded mm-hmm. and it's all very simple things but it's a good reminder yeah for you and the whole self-care thing like you've been telling me to take care of myself and like a lot of other people because i've been so like on the go yeah, you just say yes to a lot Way too much. (laughs) Um, So all I did was after I left the class, I just typed in to Google Oprah (laughs) self-care. And the first thing that popped up and I wanted to share it with you meatballs was Oprah, the two questions you should ask yourself each day. And it basically goes back to what you were just saying. Um, I'm going to read this. I feel like this will just be helpful for you guys. Uh, She says, we live in a state of constant change, whether or not we're paying attention. The process is always happening. Even people who can't see it in themselves witness change daily in their children or in others around them. Life is also about recalibrating, about continually asking yourself, what do I have to do to get where I need to be? How do I create the life that I want? 
And I feel like that's all like getting in touch with like what you were like um, as a child anyway. And some people do change a lot from like who they were as a kid. Like, like I, I graduated from college and I went to school on the East coast. That's how we met because I wanted to be closer to Broadway and then I just changed and I was like, I don't want to audition. So how am I going to be on Broadway? Like I physically cannot audition. I get so ill. I vomit and I get the sweats and I can't speak. So like, okay, well now we're going to have to go back to the drawing board here because that's a big part of becoming on Broadway. So I have a question for you. And how- I've gone to therapy for it. You have. Okay. Yes. So like, how do you for not forgive yourself, but give yourself permission to like, let go of that? I mean, I, that was when I was what, 21, 22 Mm. that then like, I feel like just now and I'm 34 and Mm. I'm like, it's okay now, but I've spent so long, I mean, over 10 years searching for what that thing was. Cause I was so sure from like basically birth that I was going to be doing that. And I still feel more connected to live production and live theater. But I was also a double major in directing. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't about the performance for me. It was about the collaboration. And that's what I've, I learned in college was like the teaching of the class when I would fill in for teachers. Like after I graduated, I fill in for our teacher, Bryna, for like the uh, underclassmen to us. But like, she was like, I'm sick. Can you cover my class? And she paid me, you know, like to go in and I, and like I was connected to helping others, which was a big thing. Yeah. And so I just was starting to put the pieces together, uh, but it still wasn't coming out to any job that was known. And it's still not. I mean, there's pieces. I, I mean, I've explored the people are like, well, what do, why don't you just go teach? I'm like, well, because let me tell you all the research I found over the past, like, you know, 20 years or whatever. It's like, um, because you have to get a MFA and I don't want to go to get an MFA because guess what? You have to audition and you have to do an acting program <laughs> and I will vomit all over me. the entire campus. <laughs> Not okay. And I've already done it. I did it twice. I tried to get into a couple of programs and I was, I did okay. Like, I mean, it was probably like the further away you get from it, like, and also, the older you get, the less you give a shit, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. And I did pretty good Wait, the second round. The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's a yeah. book I want to read. It keeps popping up on my feed. <laughs> so obviously, you Instagram's should get the audio book. Yeah. And just like listen to it while you're uh, cleaning the house or whatever. I mean, the house looks great, but just things it's like been that. a week. Guys. I just mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like our activities like that. But I wanted to um, say that one of the things I've been thinking about lately is like, re- like taking back the word lost. And like, I think that like it has such a negative connotation. Um, And I think that it's like kind of a wonderful word if you think about it, because this this could also mean like if you use it as an acronym for things like lost for like L-O-T or L-O-S-T, sorry, (laughs) like looking, opening, searching, trusting or lusting over a smarter truth. Ooh. Or longing for open space to transition. Those are the ones I just came up with. Like, but it was like, there's like something that's if you're lost, but you're okay with it. And that was like where I've been at lately where I'm like, I know I don't know what's going to happen, but this is life. And like, like my, a lot of my friends that I grew up with from my hometown, they've got like two kids and they're married and they learn this lesson a little bit earlier, but not about themselves, but about life. Okay. And I've like taken from them and they're learning about like who they are because their identity now is a mother. And so they have to learn like that they still have to have a piece that's theirs. Mm -hmm. And so they're essentially on the same transition as me or same journey as me, but like 
they can't control and they're lost or like their kids are just like you just have to roll with the punches and say yes to certain things that feel right if it feels right okay. and you won't know what feels right if you don't know what you like or who you are and that's the search that you find when you know what your jersey is and what you're like what what you like or what you are as a kid and like some of you have to do a lot of people meditate i find when i that's not my cup of tea mm-hmm. uh sometimes it is but like just spending time alone doing the things that you like to do and if you don't want to do it then don't do it and like being comfortable with saying i'm good and then going and doing something you want to do it's <laughs> the hardest thing for me i know it's hard for actually i find that it's really hard for a lot of people they feel obligated mm-hmm I always feel obligated to do stuff and to be on time. And, you know, I also have major FOMO, which I'm working yeah. on. But, like, I always am worried I'm missing out on stuff. And that's why I'm, like, run down and whatnot. But I really respect that about you. And I think it's important to, like, get back to your childhood. Yeah. Cause, well, and I think, like, because we're working on that musical together. Like, oh, that yeah. was, like, the best like opportunity at the right time because I had just le- left the CBS job and I was like so yeah can you tell the meatballs a little bit about like what you were doing before uh you so kind of quit everything I've literally had like it's so funny I talk to people I'm like oh yeah I've done that and they're like I thought you said you worked in entertainment I'm like no I were I've, I've worked in dental I've worked for a dental lab as well like I've had so many jobs because most of my life I've had like three or four jobs at one time yeah to save up for my big move to LA or because I wanted to get a headshot or whatever it was at the time. I've always had multiple jobs and I, I work, you know, I have, I've had a lot of jobs, but, um, and I always was so thankful for them and I learned so much and all those skills I learned at every job has come into play later in life, which is hilarious to me. Um, so, but recently in the last like couple years, I guess, since I've been in LA, I worked, well, moved backwards. So I just, worked a temp temporary position at CBS in the international um, distribution or actually international operations department where I was responsible for France and Japan and getting the CBS syndicated shows to them. And so orders would come in and they would be um, like, what's that translated from, I don't speak either language. So they'd be translated and then I would have to order it for them and that the reason I had that job because somebody broke their leg skiing in Tahoe which is funny because that's where I'm from sort of and I was like oh which mountain <laughs> I'm like it's cool I got you girl um and that was like a pretty high level job for a temp so uh I had already been working there for a little bit like just to cover a desk for an assistant and they loved me and they knew I was like smart enough and I was able to do it uh but I had quit my job at Focus Features that I worked at for two years in June and I basically like got put on this desk a few months later and it felt very much like another full-time job that wasn't my passion and I felt stuck and I was getting very frustrated I was very happy to have the work because I was out of work for enough time in between June and this position that I was like oh yeah I need the money saving so quickly <laughs> like putzing around with like trying to start my own business and trying to do all this stuff that I have I have a little board of uh, index cards with all my ideas I want to try and my rule is I can't try the next one until the first one has been fully explored that's a good rule it's good I I read that I'm, I've listened to like so many podcasts because uh, I used to have to commute from Pivot City to Universal City uh, and I'm like gearing up I was gearing up to leave so I'm like okay what do I got to do yeah but um what are your favorite podcasts besides what's your jersey um I like Tim Ferriss a lot uh, a lot like he's what I'm who I'm listening to a lot right now he's really not knowledgeable about like almost everything and then he's so he's really good at interviewing people and getting a lot out of, 
that's like helpful. And his big thing is just like interviewing successful people and like asking them their habits so that we know kind of like how successful people tick and how we can get there. So I like that one a lot. Um, I like Oprah's a lot because of the stories. I love the one with Brian Grazer. Oh, I haven't heard that one. It's really good. It's older. Well, it's like down now. There's, I don't like, for some reason I'm weird about, um, the ones that are in like a conference or like a symposium where there's multiple people being interviewed and you can hear like the live audience. I'm weird about that. Yeah. No, I I don't feel like it's intimate to me. I I really love the one with Shirley MacLaine. I haven't heard that one. Oh, yeah. you would love that I one. I don't like, I'm like kind of like a pick and choose as I go. Like yeah. what I'm looking for in that moment. I love, I think it's called Rich Bitch or Rich. I think it's Rich Bitch. Ooh. She's like this really uh, successful um, entrepreneur who works, I think an ad, uh, what's it called? It's like the ad space. Jamie, Jamie Loomis works in it too. I forget what it's it's like uh, marketing, affiliate marketing. Okay. Um, but she talks about how like, she has a lot of good like quotes and things where it's like, I don't necessarily, that was one of the first things I explored was like, okay, how do I make money just working on my computer? And <clears throat> it was too much and I'm not smart enough. And I'm not, I'm not technologically. You're very technologically well, savvy. I, I always go to you for every. I know need. I am, but I'm not, it's not something I want to be doing every day. It's a different kind of. Uh, like, yeah. Sound. Like I, because I used to spend so many hours on my computer at my old job that I'm like, my eyes, my eyes are going. Yeah. I don't want this job. Well, you realize that's not what you want. And no. actually tell the meatballs a story about what you just kind of manifested. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so one of the, I don't remember with the podcast I listen to a lot. Like I'll just like type in like something I'm feeling and then hope that something matches it. And like, I'll listen like five minutes and be like, Ugh, no, I don't like this person's voice or I can just tell it's not what I need. And I'll be like running or I'll be on a, I go for really long walks now because I have time and it's amazing to be outside. Yeah. So one of my things I connect to is nature. Um, cause I grew up in on 10 acres of land in the, in the middle of nowhere with trees all around. So that's one of my roots in my jerseys. So I go on these long walks now and I listen to these podcasts. And one of the things was, um, like really narrowing down, like, even if you don't know what you want to do, you may know what you want to, uh, out of your job. And so that hit home and I was like, yeah, okay. And then it asked these specific questions and I couldn't find the podcast later. Cause I like only, all I got out of it was like one thing. And it was like, I, I, cause in, in the moment I couldn't think of a lot, but I wanted to go back to it and like redo the exercise so I could think of another one. But okay. at the time I wrote down like on the walk, I like stopped and like wrote down, um, I want my ideas to be, to matter. And I want my opinion to be heard and to be relevant in a creative way. That's what I wrote down. And that's all I had at the moment. Cause I'm like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. And then he was asking a lot of, and then it went on and I was like, I'm not ready for that. Like, I want to go back to this want stuff. I need to think more on this. So I stopped it and I thought I had saved it, but I don't, the podcast app also like, it's really faulty on the, on my phone. It, it's cause you need a new phone. Uh, yeah. We, we really that. <laughs> anyway. So um, so I write that down and like literally the next day I get an email from a job I had already applied to. It's not that crazy. Like not some, someone out of the blue. I had applied to a position with the LA film festival that was like, uh, I forget the position, but my friend had already like recommended me and they're like, we can't give you the position you want, but we have this other position that is like screening films 
and like giving your opinion on if you think they're good enough to get into the festival. So basically I'm a screener for the LA film festival. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) I literally just wrote this down. Like this shit works. And then I was like freaked out to write anything down because I was like, I was like, I have to be careful what I asked for. This is just like that one time I wrote down what I wanted in a boyfriend and I like wasn't specific enough. (laughs) And I was like, I should have wrote down. He was tall. I should have wrote down. He was like spontaneous and took me to dinners and cooked. You're like, not just, a funny guy (laughs) and then um and then just recently like just a week ago before i went to new york i was like it's really important for me to not really important but i really want a job that has the ability eventually to be remote i want to be able to travel or have the flexibility to to keep the life i have right now with all the creative freedom um but be able to do it from like if my parents wanted me to meet them for something it's really important for me to spend time with my parents right now and like that matters i get like really emotional when i think of them like not being in good health but they're they're completely fine but i know that we have limited time now because we're getting older it's just a fact of life i think it is and so i want the ability to not have to like take time off work or like cut into vacation time to go deal with family stuff and like there's a lot of things like that or just keep the life i have right now that's making me happy and keep this space that i have and the boundaries i have to be creative too um so they yeah, the remote thing so i wrote down like a job that allows this space a job that allows me to work like that i can check in at the office or go in however i didn't i wasn't like too specific with it i just put remote down and I said, like, and gives me room. And I ha- was having lunch with a girlfriend and catching up with her. And I was like, I don't even really know what you do. I know you, like, I know all the stuff, She her side gigs. That's how I know her. And we played volleyball together. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, what do you do? And she's like, I work for this company. I go in, like, 10 to 3, three days a week. And then I'm remote the rest of the time. And she's like, I go to Paris. I go to Biza. Like, all this stuff. I'm like, huh. I'm like, and how does one get into this? And she says, actually, there's an opening. Do you want to interview? <laughs> And I go, whoa, it's happening again. (laughs) And so I do have an interview next week. So we'll hope it goes well. But like literally just saying yes to things and like reaching out to people that you like. Like I used to go to when I was working full time in entertainment, I was like going to like drinks and dinners and stuff at night with these people that I just thought I had to. Like mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't be it'd be like oh it'd be really good to like make it a connection like networking yes like you're and supposed everyone, to do it and you are supposed to do that yeah but for me I was kind of unique in that like if I didn't like the person I networked with like I never tried to do it again and like I was pretty honest about it like I think like you can feel when like so to me it's like if they're not gonna be my friend I'm not gonna push this because I don't feel comfortable asking for something from someone unless. Uh, they're my friend and i feel like the whole entertainment industry thing you want to work with people you want to be friends with right hang out but a lot of people are like well whatever like we had drinks like i know them a lot of people are like i know them like it's cool we had drinks or we did this or like you've established a relationship it may not be a good relationship but like if you establish a relationship then you can like lean on each other for like a lot of assistants do this too like i'm trying to find a script for my boss please help me yeah which that is different too but like i'm way more comfortable asking someone that i'm like please help me you know me i'll get you late like i'll i'll give you like a free back rub or i don't know like it's like so much easier really good about that (laughs) i'm so it's so much easier to ask for the thing i hate asking for help yeah um you have to get over that well it's not that i'll ask for help if it's something for me but for someone else that like you're like this is a bullshit job i hate working for other people but my boss wants this you know what i mean yeah 
it's just kind of like it's just this weird world and they've really created this like mon these monster of people these kids which is what i should say because they're very young and then it's just like okay and like sometimes i would go to drinks and people are like what are you reading what are you doing who do you love and i'm like whoa what's your name (laughs) i'm like what's your deal like are you single i always ask people what their dating life was and then like would we would get wasted and then they'd be my best friend that relaxes people well also because i don't really give a fuck what they're watching i don't want to hear their opinions (laughs) i don't care i mean yeah we all know like orange is the new black and like there's like so many shows that everyone's watching and like it's obvious like it's a very like, surface conversation yeah. so what are you watching Haley? yeah so what are you watching and like i mean i'm watching weird stuff like and if you're talking to someone in development they're watching like we're watching cool stuff and like but there's like now i have my friends that like i'm gonna ask what they're watching because i want to watch what they're watching because it's cool and d- different and no one's gonna say that but like i've already established those relationships yeah you don't need that Haley and, and I are both very excited for the new season of I'm Dying Up Here on Showtime. Yes. By the way, we want you meatballs to watch it and write me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. And we maybe you can interview in one of the castmates from there. Exactly. Yeah. I've been trying to get Andrew Santino, who's on it, who I love. Earl Skakel has been a guest on this mm-hmm. already. He's on the show and it's just a great show. Anyway. Or even uh, Eric Griffith. Eric Griffin. Griffin. Is Griffin. Eric I don't Griffith. know. I don't know. I always confuse him. He's great. He's funny, though. (laughs) I know. Well, yeah, there's lots of people. Yeah. Anyway, so. (laughs) Um, I was just like thinking, like, so because I went, I've done a lot of producing and stuff, too, on the side. um, I always like my producing brain's really hard to shut off. So I was just producing that episode for Jackie in my head. I love it. Haley also was a producer on a short-lived series called (laughs) Drunk Sports (laughs) that we did. There's still episodes up on YouTube, but my (laughs) favorite episode was the one that you produced and wrote. Yeah, directed. And directed. Uh, We did it with the sketch team, Dead Kevin, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of famous people on that team now. (laughs) Yeah. I was just listening to the Almost 30 podcast, which shout out to them. I love the podcast. I randomly found it because I was Googling. I Meatballs, if you listen, you know I love Angela's johnson and i want to get her on the podcast i googled her name almost 30 podcasts came up but they had ryan uh o'flanagan on oh yeah and it was just cool he has like all this cool shit going on and then tell the meatballs about ahmed oh um ahmed baruka is someone we went to school with we went to college with him yeah and he was a grade below us he was actually like one of the, I think he was an engineering major mm-hmm. and um, he was doing his, I, I don't know what credit people do the theater 100 class for. Maybe it's an art. I don't know. I have no idea. Cause we didn't have to do that, but I was yeah. his like TA or teacher for that class. And I was like, Oh my God, you're from California. Cause he was born and raised in Santa Barbara. Or I don't know. Something with Santa Barbara. And um, I was like, Oh my gosh. And he was really, really talented. Like everyone else in the class was like in a sorority or frat and like basically just doing like, it was either my cousin Vinny, um, the Marissa Tomei's, or it was Godfather. Like everyone was uh. like so East Coast. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and like, I've never you- done either of those scenes. It that was makes so me funny. mad because well, we weren't allowed to I do know, anything from a right. movie as theater majors. Yeah. Um, and like, and then Ahmed did something really interesting. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't one of those. And I'm like, oh, like he actually did research. I think he did something from a play, and I was like blown away or something. Yeah. And then, um. I told him he should become a major and I think he ended up minoring in theater and he was like the star of every production that uh, I directed because I'm like all the people that 
all of our teachers were like also directing and I'd always be like their assistant director. Or they would ask me to come in and help cast. Yeah. And I'd sit through and I'd be like, dude, you got to see this kid. And they're like, well, he, he's not a major. I'm like, well, I don't care. You got to see him. He's great. He's so talented. He's so good at voices and like character work because he was a comedian then too. Yeah. He does stand up. He has yeah. specials on Comedy Central. And now he's married with a, the cutest kid ever. Ugh. Uh, anyway, so he, yeah, he, uh, it was easy to reach out to him and he had the sketch group forever with Jack. I love Jack too. Jack is mm-hmm. like the most like, uh, straight, like he plays things with such a straight face. You never know if he's kidding or not. I love that. Uh, that's my favorite kind of humor, but so yeah, they, they came and joined us for that episode and it was great. our Super Bowl episode. Yeah. It was the Super Bowl one and they were very easy to direct and work with and they were so open to anything and fun. It's so funny cause Ryan O'Flanagan, I hadn't talked to him or really seen him since like some party we did for Ahmed's um stand-up special I think it was on Comedy Central we had a little party that uh, his wife threw and it had been like a while and when the they announced Jimmy Garoppolo was moving to the Niners which is one of my favorite teams I did a side-by-side comparison because I think they look alike. If you get the right picture of Jimmy Garoppolo, it looks just like Ryan Flanagan. Oh, it totally does. And They're I was, both hot. And I sent, I like created a really like creepy, <laughs> just, it's only creepy because I hadn't talked to him or seen him in a while. And I created like a side-by-side, like who's who. <laughs> and I sent it to Ahmed and he's all, did you send this to Ryan? I'm like, no. And he goes, that's weird. <laughs> so then I sent it to Ryan, but like I hadn't talked to him. And he goes, ha ha ha, who's this? Oh my God. That's how I told like him. Ryan. He's like, awesome. <laughs> cool. I mean, he was like, he loved it, but it was just so funny that I like had this idea and didn't think about how weird it would be just to like Photoshop someone's face. No, you're so good at shit like that. So, meatballs, a lot of the times you hear just enough topics. They come from Ms. Haley Hansen. She is my go-to for anything sports-related. Um, I feel like there was something you texted me that you had wanted to talk about this week about sports. Oh, I said um, on the topic of like transitioning. Yeah, I was. I I send Jackie. I send like I all type up my notes like in on my phone, and then I'll like forward the note to Jackie, just like where I'm at or what I'm feeling, or if I feel like I wrote a little gym, I'm like use it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but this one, it was something about um, the G League, which is in. There's a big controversy right now with uh, the NCAA basketball, uh, college basketball, and they don't get paid at all. But they make a lot of money for their schools and for other people. And um, it's just been a big controversy if you've heard about it, or I don't know if you've talked about it in other episodes i don't not the g league no well just the controversy of the not getting paid i feel like way back i talked about it. so this year the fbi uncovered all these like shady deals and all these practices that are against the i don't know like certain terms but it's like um it's against the practices of the ncaa like commission and all this stuff and uh i was listening to this interesting podcast on sports that there's a commission for the NCAA that involves Condoleezza Rice and like the, all these non-basketball kind of people that they came out with ideas for how to fix it and nothing had to do with the payment, which was interesting. And they were like not touching that. So it's not really fixing any problems. What is it fixing? It's like fixing that. Like if you go into the draft, if you make a decision that you want to try to go into the draft right now, as it stands, you're, if you don't get drafted, you can't, you're done. Like you can't go back to school. Like, or you can't go back and play for school. You could go back on your own, but and scholarships pay? gone. Yeah. All this shit. And so they changed that, which is good. There was good. The changes were 
pretty positive positive but like now if you don't get drafted you can go right back but i think that that does pose like some issues if you've ever been on a team where like you're like yeah you thought you were better than us like fuck you kind of a thing i think there's a lot of like there's a lot of pros and cons to a lot of things um and i have no idea what podcast that was i was like up at like 3 a.m painting something and i just put something on so i cannot quote where this came from (laughs) but i'm sure you could google like uh ncaa commission commission ideas or something and you could find them there's a lot and um i think they're just not touching the the, it's like sponsorship so like nike will pay like the school and then like there's just a lot of and like agents will pay students and you just can't to me though i have I have pretty strong feelings and no one really agrees with me, but like, I think education is payment enough. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like, the I don't know that you're getting a degree. Well, like you're, I mean, we paid to go to school and we paid out of state tuition. Thousands was, and thousands. thousands of dollars, which is hilarious because then if you talk to anybody that was living in Rhode Island, you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They're like, why would you pay yeah. to go here? It was amazing though. I was, I, it was an amazing I was school. obsessed with I mean, going I, to that cho- I flew all the way across country and looked at many schools on the East coast and URI was my number one pick. Like it wasn't a fallback. It's magical there. It looked I'm just going to put it exactly out there. Exactly what I wanted it to look like. I wanted a college. That what looked movie? Like a college. There was a movie that was filmed on our campus. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, Meet Joe Black. No, that was that was in Newport. That was in Newport. No, it's a beautiful. It's like it was basically everything you'd ever want college to be. Yes, yeah. And my big thing when I was making a decision was I had full ride scholarships for volleyball, but I was like, yeah, but I want to do theater. But I had never really done theater. (laughs) I just knew because I was so confident as a child. (laughs) I mean, I'd taken like one class and I did like Glee Club basically. Yeah, and I was like. I was like, yeah, well, like, so every school I went to was a performing arts school that didn't have sports. And I'm like, these people are weird. Yeah. And I'm like, I want the ability if I, if I get into it and I hate it, I want the ability. Um, so every school I asked, how easy is it to change majors? <laughs> Which I don't want to hear from a prospective student. Definitely not. But you or I didn't care. And they're like, it's super easy. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be well-rounded. I, I wanted too. options. And I, I had a, I had a. I don't know if it was a full ride or a partial ride to Skidmore College, which was like my second choice up mm-hmm. in North. Uh, also, I didn't look at New York City. People always are like, if you want to be on probably when you can go to New York City. 9-11 had just happened and you yeah. could not get to the city. It was all like blocked off. So I had to look at upstate New York or any other state around New York. So that's what, why I landed at URI as well. Um, and it was a really scary time. Like we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, to answer that, if I know everyone was thinking that. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You know what I'm thinking that I want you to plug. So even though you're lost in a yeah. good way right now yeah. and you're figuring stuff out, you also have this amazing ability to do phenomenal makeup. Oh, yes, that's right. And she has that's her been own last night, the business I started. Yeah. Business on the side. So I feel like that's been fulfilling you and mm-hmm. like keeping you going also financially mm-hmm. while you're figuring everything else out. Can you tell the meatballs the name of your company? Yeah. It's Happy Face by HH. Mm-hmm. And I have an Instagram and I have a website. I haven't looked at that website in a while. Like I haven't updated it, but it's got all the information you would need and it's got my pricing. Um, she did our makeup for I our did. The Do You Remember This, the musical show. Yeah. She turned me into Britney Spears. So, well, cause, Cousin Theater, that was also like, I almost became I try I almost did added costume so I would have had three essential concentrations because I liked doing the hair and makeup and the wigs yes so but I would have had to like learn how to sew and I was like I don't know if I have time Ugh, and I, I hate it yeah, but um I hate sewing. because I do like making I love Halloween mm-hmm. I love 
trans I love transformations. Um, but when I, but what my bread and butter has been in this makeup is the natural makeup, which is funny because I like the transformations that are like kind of crazy, but uh, weddings has been my bread and butter and doing like everyone wants to look themselves, but they're best on their wedding. And that's kind of what I can provide. They want a filtered face. They do. They do. And they want to look like dewy and fresh. And do you have a cool little tip you can give the meatballs or uh, anything? skincare? Okay. So it's all from within. Yeah. Or it, within and like, if you don't have a good, like, like if you have dry, really dry skin, it's like, and you start putting makeup on top of that, it's just going to keep coming up okay like basically i can do i can deal with acne i can't deal with dry skin for some reason so keep your face moisturized and just yeah and just like drink a lot of water like pay attention to your skincare regimen and what do you use because your skin is flawless right now yeah oh my god i feel like i had like a breakout because i'm pmsing but uh, i use airbon and i actually sell it (laughs) airbon yeah i'm telling you i do everything people um (laughs) yeah and i uh Witch hazel, non-alcoholic, so it doesn't dry out your skin. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. So when do you use that in your like my regimen? toner? That's your toner, witch hazel. So I, I wash, I witch hazel it up, and then I apply moisturizer. During the day, I use one with SPF. During night, I don't. Okay. Because I don't want to sleep with that like pore blocking shit in my face. And I love that. Is it RMS Beauty? Oh, yeah. So that's you, my favorite. Yeah. I really like it. You can't use it. Yeah, I'm allergic to the coconut oil, but... But she introduced me to this. Yeah, awesome. well, that's great. So they they were on um, Steph Sambari's podcast. Yes, the, the that's so retrograde. Yeah, another. And we're just shouting out all the all podcasts, the podcasts today. today. I love them. Um, Steph Sambari podcast. You sent it to me though. Yeah, and um, that was the first time I'd heard that one. And they had the owner of RMS Beauty, and she talks about how she calls them drunk wipes. <laughs> yes. but they're not actually called that they're just coconut oil like individual wipes yeah and they're individually wrapped which makes it so much easier and cleaner and more hygienic to me and they're so much better for me to like take on the road or like give to a bride for the end of the night so i'm like take off all your makeup so that like you don't break out like on your honeymoon um just like so it's been a it's been great to like give like brides like these little gifts or like these little like things like that um but jackie loves them because you know if we're like she's doing photo makeup all the time or she's doing like going to an audition she can and if she's so tired at the end of the day she can just take this wipe you warm it up in the packet with your hands to get the oil oily and not like dry and then you wipe it all off and the oil, um, you should always use an oil-based cleanser to get makeup off first before you use your cleanser. That's actually a really good tip because otherwise you're just wiping makeup all around your face and you're not getting it off. Which I feel like I've done a thousand times yeah. before talking to you about this stuff. Well, I do this. I've, yeah, you still do it when you're tired. You just wash your face. But. Do you travel? Like how can the meatballs book you if they want to use you for a wedding or an event my, or a photo um, shoot? My... All my information's on my website, www.happyfacebyhh.com. And I would love it. I always do like free trials or free consultants for weddings, but also just like, I'm pretty cheap too, like comparatively. Um, yeah, I do travel. I pay, I have a travel fee depending on like distance, but usually it's like, you know, 
not that bad if it's within the state. The best thing about you, too, is you're very calming without seeming like you're trying to calm anyone down. <laughs> like I, That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm not like that in any other jobs I have. No, you're not. You're very type A. Like, you get people in, like, on track. Like, you crack the whip. But when you're doing makeup, like, for some reason, you always calm down everyone. Like, when you were doing all of our faces for our shoot, we all have very different energy levels different personalities and I feel like you relaxed all of us in a different way without trying well I think a big piece of that too is like everyone is beautiful like Mm -hmm. even like someone who is not the like conventional attractive face like there's so much beauty somewhere in there and like I might not even see it until I get in there on their face like like whoa they have like the longest eyelashes or and I'm and I think you know I'm not a complimentary person yeah. because I just never I've I've grown up with some friends that are just like over the top like I love you oh my god I, like you look so cute and like it just felt so fake because they did it all the time so I just don't do it unless I mean it and so like when I give these people these I'm like all quiet when I do the makeup <laughs> and then I'm like you have the longest eyelashes <laughs> like it's gorgeous and I but I'm like really really meaning it and you're then, like very honest yes. about things which I absolutely <laughs> love I respect and like need more of in my life I've been tr- that's one of the things that I've been working on though is on, uh try to keep it to myself unless I'm it's asked for that's oh god I need to shut my mouth sometimes well, <laughs> sometimes I think it will be beneficial and help people but then some people are like I didn't ask you and like that hurt my feelings I'm like Ooh. okay this is awkward <laughs> you know what's also helped me um in between jobs like we were talking about like being lost and trying to pick up other gigs uh have you ever heard of care.com uh I haven't well I have and I haven't so I have Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I have. Yeah. Okay. But well, I have not worked on there or anything. That's you've what never I mean. used That's it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So I've used it. I've had a lot of friends that have used it. For those of you meatballs out there that don't know about it, care.com is this easy and very reliable way to find care for everyone in your family when and where you need it. There's seriously access to 8.6 million caregivers across 16 countries. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for care. So you're sure to find the local caregivers you need, including nannies, sitters, housekeepers, senior care, dog walkers, which we mm-hmm. want to be because we love dogs love so, so much. much. And you can also do full-time, part-time, anytime. Um, care.com can even help you with household like payroll and nanny taxes. And getting started with it is so easy. All you have to do is sign up for free as a basic member to post a job and view in-depth caregiver profiles that include work experience, certifications, and special skills. Plus, there's access to background checks and check reviews. And you get to read articles and get tips from parents and caregivers on all the things that are care-related. Personally, for me, I've used the flip side of care.com. Like I've used it because I used to nanny Mm. and in between jobs, I've used it to find nannying gigs and that's the coolest thing about it. So if you're not someone, you know, looking to hire, can can I use it to just like have someone always order me pizza? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's called Postmates. Um, (laughs) No, I want them to do Postmates for me. Oh, perfect. And take care of me. Yes. Then you can actually post something. No, but you can like that. If that is the assistant job you need, you can use assistant jobs on there too. 
there's a like because it's care i guess exactly so what's funny is that i always have i've heard of it i've just never like used it or explored it but i live in playa vista and Mm -hmm. it's a very like uh family friendly and dog friendly community yeah but uh i and i'm on all the their facebook pages and i always see people looking for nannying jobs and everyone just posts care.com care.com like that's like there'll be like a million comments and it's just care.com care, care. <laughs> for every comment well that's the thing it's so helpful like yeah. when i was looking for work everyone i worked with was like care.com yeah duh. and i was like what but it's like all ages too it'll be like i just had a baby but i have to go like i have an infant does anyone recommend anyone that's good with infant care and then care.com or i have a 16 year old who's having who has to come home because she's like you know, having some learning problems and she's uh, emotionally like not able to be at school or something, something yeah. crazy that I'm like, Whoa, I'm such <laughs> like, I, it's like my Bravo is my Facebook page for my community. <laughs> I'm always that. like, Oh, what's going to happen with this crazy teen? <laughs> and then I'm like, I guess it's care.com again. <laughs> well, no, that's a cool thing. But it's cool that like so many people and then they'll have like, they have, they seem to have profiles for each individual. They do. You set up your own profile. And the best part about it is you can, hire someone and replace errands with family time. Like it's a way to spend more time with your family, which is what you and I have been talking about. Instead of spending your weekends cleaning and driving and dog walking, there's someone that needs a job that you can hire. That's on there. One of the services I tried to provide when I was starting my makeup company was the gal on the go service where like I come to your, like there's so many busy women that I have been or I've worked with in entertainment where like you want to come home after work and like spend a couple hours with your kid but you have an event to go to. So like, I know what it's like to do that makeup on the go. And so I will do your makeup while you're spending time with your kid. Like I will move with you. Yeah. And like, I will come to you. I'll bring it like, and like come with you. And like, I just, and I thought I would crush in where I live, like Playa Vista. Yeah. And I thought I would like, and I had said it to a couple like executives and it's just like I ne- I've never once been hired for that. Well, that's because you haven't used care.com if you would put I know, your I service. Should put it on there. That's the thing. Like it de-stresses your life for working parents who are yeah. doing all of that. It's the e- I feel like you can trust the site. It's so amazing. It's care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care and I love that and that, you know, you can just trust them. Uh, at care.com, you can find care for everyone in your family, whether you need child care while you're at work or want to line up a date night sitter, you know, care.com is there for you. Like it could be as little as a date night sitter or as big as a full-time nanny, which I really do, uh, love. Elder care too, right? Yes, they do. Elder care. Um, it's just honestly using care.com just makes life simpler for families and for people everywhere. And you can can use it as payment too like you can pay everyone through the service in the app which i totally love it makes it so easy That's which nice. it's so amazing um i also want to give you meatballs a deal to save 30 percent off a care.com premium membership all you have to do is visit care.com slash jersey j-e-r-s-e-y when you subscribe. So just type in the code Jersey and you get 30% off a care.com premium membership. So you get all of these amazing services. It's a great tool when you need someone at a last minute's notice or when you need a caregiver full time. It's all of these things. I use it. A lot of my friends have also joined and, you know, had to stop 
bartending or waitressing and got like a full-time job, which I think is really cool through care.com. So again, save 30% off at care.com for a premium membership. When you visit care.com slash Jersey, J E R S E Y. I think it's awesome. And I think you should post in your Facebook marketplace, the special promo code, right? Yeah, I will. (laughs) No, it's great. Anyway, I want you to give the meatball some tips. Okay. Because you've talked a lot about being in transition mm-hmm. and doing makeup as a side gig. And I just want to know what you recommend. Maybe like a top three. Uh, I will try. But <laughs> one of the things, too, was I think that it instead of like being a podcast that you listen to for advice, mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting if you guys start to reach out to Jackie through via her What's Your Jersey email it's what's her jersey podcast at gmail.com yeah and like ideas you guys had for us mm-hmm. like if you had ideas if you're like listening to this and you're like well why doesn't she do this or i'm lost but i tried this or i feel the same like i think it'd be great to have an open dialogue because i think that the one of the biggest i guess tips or things i've learned is um you can't do this alone like you can't stay hold up until you find your thing. You have to explore the world and like communicate with friends and meet new people. Cause like that's where ideas are going to come from. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have I'm writing down remote job and never going to lunch with somebody I hadn't seen in a long time. I wouldn't have, had a, I wouldn't have an interview or I wouldn't know what those jobs are if I didn't talk to people that had them. So like you have to branch out of your comfort level. Right. Everything you want is right outside your comfort zone. Right. (laughs) That's what they say. But also just like opening up and like telling people that you're not okay. Instead of saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Which is so easy to do. I always forget that just like it's like fine stands for like fucked up. (laughs) Uh, I always forget the I, but it's like negative. I don't know. It's some look. I do a joke on stage. Something. It stands for something. And I think maybe I learned that when I was like. In therapy or something but it stands for something else it's like not fine at all it's like really bad i i say guys if your girl says everything's fine mm-hmm. nothing is fine i'll have to look it up but because it i'm i know that the f stands for fucked up but you just brought up therapy do you believe in going to therapy for help yes well so i think that um there's different types of therapy okay so there's like cognitive behavioral there's i don't know the other kind (laughs) because that's the one that works for me so i don't want to forget it oh no Um, you need to know what it is the other one is i think uh kyle knows um hi kyle i I hope you're listening he's going to listen here um cognitive behavioral therapy though is more about like what not looking at the I, the other one is just uh, like looking back at your past. I don't remember the name of it, but it's like those are the traditional therapists you see in like cartoons or on TV where you're like, now, what were you like as a child? And like, what happened to you? And like, what was your mom like? And what, what happened? You know, that's the traditional old school. I just had Courtney Sherman. She was talking to me about cognitive therapy, how she it's what's happening now. Yes. Like, so it's prevent. And it's like, it's the, it's the now, what can you like, what patterns have you, you can look a little bit in the past. Like what patterns have you done? I'm like, great. Well, how do we make the change now? And let's look forward. Yeah. And so once I, once I had finally found somebody that did that, uh, that was helpful because okay. I, I was so tired of going and telling, like, if I had a new person, I'm like, I don't have to say the story again. I'm over it. And there was no point to it. 
I was like, I'm, I've healed from that shit. Like, let's move forward. I'm, I want to find what I need to be doing. That's my problem. I don't want to talk about what happened to me or, you know, as a kid, I used to, you know, not sleep. Yeah, we know that. Everyone knows that. Look at my circles. <laughs> Look at my dark circles from the pictures. Like, it's They've just, gotten a lot better since I've met you, by It's the way. my makeup skills. Is it? Yeah. If you see me without makeup. You look like you're not wearing makeup right now. That's not fair. It's my under eye. It's just my under eye and a little bit of tinted moisture. Wait, what's your under eye um, secret? <laughs> I want to know. Um, it is a race paste. And then I use a is little... Is that benefit? Yeah. Okay. I, but you have to use the... Well, it depends on your skin tone, but... There's number one and number two, and I think they have other numbers, but uh, I'm white, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> the, number one she is looks like, like a Swedish supermodel, guys. Uh, <laughs> number one is like pretty ivory, and number two has a little pinkish, uh-huh. and pink will cancel out the uh, the purple. Oh, I didn't know that. I use white on you, though. You, you don't have Because you don't have purple. Yeah, I don't really. It's I have other issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the under and then I and then I do that and then I'll do the shape tape down like shape tape. That's the one. And then I do that here and what's here. that? Tell them oh about gosh, it's that. Like every like, how do everyone we know? It, I feel like everyone knows. It's like the like if you watch any beauty blogger. Am I the last one on board? It's on like every single like makeup <gasps> tutorial. I feel like shape tape. Shape what is tape it? By Tarte. Okay, by Tarte. It's a Tarte product. Shape tape. It's like comes in these little like tubes with a little wand. And if you want to keep it lasting, put a little bit of the wand on your hand. Don't put it right on your face because that also is gross and bacterial infected. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then you use a beauty blender and you just like dab it on your hand. And I, it, it covers so well. And it's a one-step thing because it's like creamy but dries to kind of a powder finish so you don't have to powder. It's I hate powder. I hate when girl. I can always see the powder. It feels weird on my skin too. I just don't I, like the I way feel it feels. like I can't smile. <laughs> I, can, I can feel I'm really weird about t- texture on my face. Yeah. Um, yesterday when I was at my Cinco de Mayo thing, I saw all these young girls and I could just see all their makeup. Like really? I could see it in the sun. They had like nighttime, nighttime makeup for a daytime block party. Uh, and like, I always get scared. Sure. I look like that. When I'm but they in look public. great in pictures. So flawless. And that's honestly what most young care about girls care about yeah. is the photos because that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you so much actually. I okay. just remembered. No, tell us. So tell Cinco us de Mayo to, to bring us back to Jackie's Cinco de Mayo. I mean, this has <laughs> nothing to do with self-care, but it is a little bit because I learned something because I left the house and went out of my comfort zone. Yay. What um, did you learn? I went to my friend. My friend was performing at this block party and I went there and I was literally the oldest person there. It was like recent grads. It was all like 21 year olds. Oh yeah. Real young. Nothing wrong with that. And Great. there's nothing wrong, but I was like, oh God, like. There, it was very apparent how much older I f- was. I felt it, but I was fine with it because my friend who's in the band is my age. And like, I was just, but I couldn't find like anybody else that said they were going to be there. And I was just alone for like 40 minutes. Which was so very- what did you do when you were alone at a party like that? Like, I feel like a lot of people have social anxiety. You're I mean, very outgoing though. Yeah. But like when you're alone, like I just got myself, a, well, I, I did a lap, got myself a bever- beverage. My what friend's was your band- beverage? A margarita, a single yes, mayo. Do you like salt? Do you like spicy? No What's your I like deal? It on the rocks, no salt. Me too. I'm on the rocks, skinny. Yeah, you always no salt. Skin. I like it sweet as can be. You do? Oh, God, yeah, no. all the sugar, all the calories. <laughs> Otherwise, it tastes like shit. <laughs> I know. Um, Otherwise, it's just tequila. Doesn't taste like a margarita to me. <laughs> oh, I so like I got, it. Though, and it was $13, which I was like, okay. Oh, my God. No, where <laughs> I was, it was 15 Like, the well margarita was $15. Yeah, and then it was, it was also so like stupid. Like, anyway, so... I'm like, and I'm also very fascinated because I haven't 
been go- I mean you know how I'm transition I'm also transitioning out of a recent breakup so like I yes. haven't gone out a lot and so I'm like looking at all these people like whoa like what have I been missing <laughs> isn't I mean, it crazy like because you get so used to a routine yeah like, and like I mean I would your go out boyfriend. I would meet up with I wasn't like an anti but your eyes aren't open yeah it wasn't to what's out there it wasn't like I was checking out well I wasn't not checking out dudes but like like there would be like the nerdiest guys like with like these like huge glasses and then i'm like are those even real because they were so buff like huge is muscly that a, is that a thing now like it's, it's I, like I feel like everyone nerds. to one of tim ferris's podcasts about how to get ripped and i'm like they're all following to like because i've only been listening to these podcasts and going on walks and i'm like all by myself most of the time i'm like all this i'm like everyone's listening to that because they're all ripped i'm like all walks of life are buff that's your opening line to every guy Do you know, know who yeah ferris i know is? i mean well that's gonna go over well but so i uh what were, uh, was the what was point the, of that Oh, what I learned. Okay, yeah. so finally I meet up with my... Oh, so my friend's band was playing, but they, like, as I was checking in, he's all, we're going to take a quick break. I'm like, oh, no. And I couldn't... I'm like, great. Well, like, I'm like, oh, I'll find him. I couldn't find him. He must go somewhere. And I'm like, there's some weird-ass guy, like, singing. He was really off pitch. Oh, he was singing man. along to this, like, track on a DJ, on a, the computer. And, I was, and like, no one was dancing. I'm like, this is a really bad party at first. But then once my friend got back on stage, like, cause he's, it's a Freddie, the one man band. It's not a podcast, but I'll promote. It's the one man band. It's the best. He quotes himself as the, the number one um, party band in LA. And it's just one dude. He does a lot of like one, like sets by himself around like in bars, but then he has like a band when he does shows like this. So he has like a drummer, a bass player, a guitar player who also plays keyboard. He's can you really good. Tell the meatballs the one song you sang with a band. Which that's I the thought, band. Oh, that's the band. Yeah. Oh my god. So Haley Crush. It's probably the best song if you're ever looking well, you for a good karaoke now. song. Now I know that band. Yes, I've seen them. He's so fun. You sang Criminal. Yeah, by Fiona. By Fiona Apple. It's the best song ever. If you want but to turn does, on like, everyone all your in the favorite crowd. songs. He sang. Yeah. He sang. Um, Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. And like oh. this like gay guy like f- like sprinted from the bar <laughs> down to the stage and just started doing pirouettes and lifting his head like or lifting his leg over his head and everyone's like, What's happening? Okay, so these are the things I learned from this party from these young kids. There was a girl with a vape pen, I assume, but it kinda looked like a UCB stick. Okay. And she was snorting the vape out of her nostrils. Like she was taking hits out of her nostril and then like blowing it out like a like a dragon and it wasn't like a one time thing we saw like I told my friend I'm like hey like watch this chick and then we're like a mother of all dragon queens like what is <laughs> happening and they weren't like high they were like on coke like vapor so, so we're like is this liquid like is this like vaporized cocaine like what it so and then they would take their sticks and plug it into their freaking cell phones what yes. Oh my god, I'm like, learning is, so much. I'm like, I'm like, I know I haven't been out in a while, but like my girlfriend has. And I'm like, hey, like I'm like, I know I haven't been out in a while, but like what's happening? And she goes, No, dude, this is the future of drugs. We are witnessing the future of drugs. Where you plug your drug into your phone. And then we realized it wasn't our phone, it was like an actual like jetpack type, like I don't know what it was. It was like a like a battery pack or something. But I, we thought it was her phone, like, because it looked like add her a little case and then she had like stickers on her little vape with like aliens and like it was a bedazzled drug thing she must be an adderall compliments listener (laughs) oh my gosh she seemed great like she was having a great time like i was just like like staring at her like trying to figure out her apparatuses and like she was dancing having a good time but they were like hyper they weren't like stoner like 
And it, I know there's like sativa and indica or whatever. Sativa. Oh, what did I say? Sativia. What is that? <laughs> I think that's stevia. That's like a sugar that's good oh, yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, well. well we anyway. Had, yeah, anyway. And then the other thing was there was these kids taking shots out of their shoes. Which what? is fucking repulsive. Guys, I'm sorry I keep screaming, but I'm so I know. appalled I'm telling by her, all like, these things. You're blowing my mind. It was blowing my mind. Wait, shots out of their shoes? Yeah, like, it's like a thing, I guess. Well, I don't know if it was what? a thing with this group or this is a universal thing. I don't think that one, that one cannot be a universal thing. I refuse to believe. I'm so confused right now. Because it is so unsanitary. Like, they were wearing Converse at a full all-day block party in the hot sun, okay. dancing. And then That's they took fine. their shoes off and took a shot out of it. Those, you know how sweaty and smelling? Those things get so, Ooh. like, rank and disgusting. Rank isn't even a word. I don't even... It is. I don't know. Is it? It's a California word. Yeah. You've learned it here. I did. You're that must, <laughs> I'll do it. That smells so rank. <laughs> Dank and rank. I'm so Gwen Stefani right now. Mm-hmm. Um... Wow. So they would pour shots into their like, Converse chucks and just sh- wow. chug it. Wow. And you, you and met a cute. And put the shoe back on. And just, I would keep going after that. Yeah. It I've, was weird. I mean, you've so given those up those are the two things point. that I'm like, cool, cool. Um, this is what the kids are doing. So I'm 34 and I think I'm just going to stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I'm definitely going to get one of those contraptions and figure out what the fuck's going on with that. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but so that's why you got to say yes to everything. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort like, zone. Like, what if I'm the next person to invent, like, the next apparatus? The shoe shot. <laughs> or the shoe shot. Well, I used to do the shot ski. Have you ever done that? No, what's that? When, like, when I lived in San Diego, it was, like, it's a, it's a literal, like, ski that you ski on. Yeah. With, like, holes in it with shots. Oh, you... that's, like, the Bravo Clubhouse, what Andy does with it's a shot everyone. Ski. Yeah, a shot it's called ski. called a shot ski. Oh, have you ever done a Pinot Pounder? Uh... No, but I've done a, I forget what, oh, a, a cab, I don't know. I forget what I used to call it, but with a cab, not a, not a Pinot. Oh, okay. With a Cabernet. Yes. Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, Pinot Pounder, it sounds much cooler than it actually is. It's literally pour like two glasses full of Pinot Grigio into a cup. Ramona Singer is probably really good at this. Um, and you just chug the oh. Pinot. Well, the, yeah, that's what I was doing on Halloween with Savi B. Yes, Savi. I don't know. I always say Cab. When I yeah, mean I don't know. B. Yeah, it's because it's Sauvignon Blanc and it's Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. And so that's why you mix those up. Yeah. I love a good Savi B. I almost got you Savi B, but now we're drinking Chardonnay. Yeah, which is a recent like for me. I know. You're big and you're very Amy Schumer right now. Um, very on brand. My dad used to sell wines and, oh, and he's still a very avid collector we have a wine cellar in our house i love and that is tr- we are big rom bauer fan rom bauer that's the best chardonnay it is it's and so I, ever since then i'm like cr- i've been craving it and i like this one because it's buttery like rom yeah. bauer but i feel bad i bought you pinot grigio we can we could do pinot pounders with fallooge in the I, main squeeze after this okay we well, could yes. do well they probably won't do it with us because they're like functioning human beings and we're just like i mean we're functioning why not we're functioning we're we'll more tell fun them our lost acronyms and they'll be like okay <laughs> they're like yeah you're functioning wait so to recap i don't want to end with you i'm gonna have to have you back on i almost want you to come back on as like yeah, a and co-host I, tell, I want all the meatballs to like email me any thoughts and email jackie anything and yeah. like like i think if we do like the little short we can do short recaps or reach out to me and I know Jackie has, you know, care.com and all that. Like, but she also like, if you're a friend of Jackie, I'm like down to do your makeup for discounts and all that stuff too. 
Um, we could get a little meatball discount code. Yeah, we could have a meatball party and have meatballs. I want to have a meatball meetup and do it like a Me- makeup party. Meatball makeup. <laughs> meatball makeup and meetup. Meatball me- makeup and meetup with Misha and yeah. Haley. Misha is another makeup artist. That's yeah, amazing. she's a good friend. She's yes. been my mentor during the makeup stuff. Exactly. I but think yeah. you're so amazing, and I'm so proud of you for just actually relaxing and letting things come to you. Yes. I don't know if you realize it, but one of the best advice, I'm not saying this right. One of the best things you've told me recently was you have to kind of stop and make time for things to allow for stuff to come into your life. Create the space. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that was advice given to me. Yes. And I feel like you're actually doing that right now. Mm -hmm. And that's why like good stuff is happening and you're just trying to focus on being happy. And I will say like some days are great like i feel i'm having a good day so this podcast has been an enjoyable one but like other days are not great like i feel down and i don't feel motivated and i feel like kind of weepy or i feel like a loser i feel like i feel like oh i should be married or i should have kids or i should i should be just i should just suck it up and get a fucking job and like who cares if it if i like it like i just need money like and i need to like save up to buy a house i get like to these places and then I re- and then I always think like, okay, well, this is what keeps me from doing that is I think, yeah, well, you could do that. And then you're gonna have a mental breakdown and you're going to be like some crazy person that like has the potential to leave that family yeah. in a worse place and or like walk out of a job and like never get a job again because you're going to be psycho. I don't know. So like because if you don't deal with some of the stuff that you're feeling deep down in the right way, you have potential to do later further damage and manifest it in other like unhealthy ways yes like when i was at focus features and i knew i wasn't happy you're making a shit ton of money i was making i was doing really well and i was working at a company i i had that basically got me into tell them about some of the films if they're not familiar um like brokeback mountain um it's okay. The Tom Ford movie. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Nocturnal yeah. Animals. Oh, Beguiled was one of the recent ones we worked on. Yeah. But like, uh, oh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. But they distribute movies. So I I had Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind I saw in college and I saw Focus Features at the beginning. And that I was like, what does that mean when you see a company at the beginning? And I researched and I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. So like that company means a lot to me and i finally got there after working five years at indian paintbrush with movies on wes anderson and working with like like nurturing and working with new directors um and writers that would they would work like like jason reitman uh drake deramus that we would find their stuff at festivals and i worked there forever and i loved it and i got to be a jill of all trades there yeah. and it was a really great place but it was kind of i had met i had hit my glass ceiling there and i couldn't breakthrough yeah like there wasn't room to grow and so my current boss at the time was like yeah you should start looking like we're like unless you want if unless you're happy you should start looking because there yeah there's not much else that you can do besides what you've been doing and then I went to focus but I was so unhappy there it was like why am I not happy if this is what I've always wanted and I'm getting to do everything and I'm making all the connections and and then they moved me they moved the office and it was a very long commute so then I thought it was commute then I'm like I can eventually move and I was being really nasty to my boyfriend. I was like, that's how I like I know things can manifest a bad way. So like let's say you have everything you want, but you're not dealing with the the issues in yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not the partner, like you haven't found your little thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, my boyfriend at the time is a stand up comedian. 
doing what he loves, sacrificed everything, and is making it. He is, to me, he's not where, well, to him, he's not where he wants to be, but to me, he's wildly successful. Yeah. And he gets to sleep till noon. He stays out late. I'm a night owl. Like, he has basically the schedule, at least I wanted. That you want. And I'm, like, staying up with him. And, and then he's having, so creative. And he's so creative. And, like, we get, we are very compatible, whatever, in that way. And, um, and I was, I started hating him. I was resenting him because I'm like, well, I have to go to work. And I have to, like, deal with pe- things I don't want to deal with. And, like, fuck you. And it's, in my head, I never said it. And then as soon as I quit, like, our relationship got really good. Mm. But then it got bad again because I didn't have my thing yet. Yeah. And it was just, like, until I find my thing, I can't be with anybody. Like, I shouldn't be, like, I can't deal with being, there's so much that goes into being in a relationship. And there's so much to being a partner that I cannot afford to spend the time. I have to deal with myself and that's a big part of self-care, but there is ways to do it while you're with somebody. There is. Yes. Help. (laughs) Help us all. (laughs) Because if you're with a partner that you can communicate with, that sees you for who you are, that understands you, loves you, is supportive, it can be done. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's what I'm going through right now. And I maybe I'm not as open and honest as I need to be all the time about it. Although I feel like I do talk about, I think he sees you even if you're not. Yeah. He knows when I think that's what the issues is with the, uh, the notebook or the, <laughs> like, you know, there's like little things where he's trying to get you organized, but yeah. that's his way of seeing you and helping you. Cause he knows what it is. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. Um, and if he doesn't, he will. <laughs> but like, that's my thing is like, in, like, it's like when you get married, it's for sickness and in health, like for better or for worse. And if you aren't with your person, like you have to think about the words you say when you get married and if they apply now, you're with your person. Cause like think about someone at their absolute worst and like really imagine the worst and hope that that never happens. But really imagine like, would you still love this person if they got m- like morbidly obese mm-hmm. <laughs> and treated you like shit because they were going through something? Would you still love them? And if the answer is no, then get out. <laughs> then get the fuck out. <laughs> and like, also like you deserve the best. And if you don't feel like you're getting that, then get out. Like if you have any doubt, then get out. Okay. And like, I think with you, you've never doubted this relationship. Never. And so like, even when I'm like, well, what about this? That's kind of weird. You're like, no, he's my person. It's fine. <laughs> and like, I, I don't know. I've never talked to Tommy about it. But it's like, <laughs> like, I feel like he wouldn't be, here. he's put up with, he's seen, he the, wouldn't be living here. Pretty bad shit. <laughs> Usually people at this age don't move in unless they're like in for the long run. We'll see. I mean, and I if don't... it doesn't work out, you're going to learn a shit ton. Yeah. And you're going to be a better woman for it. It's funny. Because I feel like we all, like even last week, I started crying to a friend and I was like, oh, I feel like all the things you were feeling, like, I feel like I should be further along in my career. I feel like such a fucking loser. Like, I can't focus on this. Like, and she's like, you need to check yourself. (laughs) She's like, stop it. Like, allow yourself to take the time to take care of yourself, to let life things happen. Like it can't all be like 100 cylinders. I can't talk right now (laughs) on, on everything. Like sometimes career is going to be really high. Sometimes love is going to be really high. Like they're never all high at once. Yeah. And that's what I think I, I, in my mind perceive to be like winning or like, that's when you're succeeding is when Mm -hmm. everything's going great, but that's, well, you can have it all, but you can't have it all good. Like you can't have it all on all good levels at once. That's what I think. Like you can have it all good and you can have it all, Mm. which is like trust in that. 
but it won't be like a hundred like you have to work at getting it like like a hundred percent like if you put a hundred percent into one thing then it's gonna not be great somewhere else right Right? yeah so then what you like it's like being a math like that's why i'm a jill of all trades is because i i'm like i'm like decent enough at everything Mm -hmm. but i'm not a master at anything yeah and I was so pissed when Aziz Ansari came out with the title Fuck that. that. I, I was like, master of none. I was like, that's the title of my book. <laughs> I like that book. It does. I do feel very connected to that, though. Like, master yeah. of none, Jill of all trades. Because like, also, but like, I, I had a teacher in high school who said that. I had never heard that saying. He's like... You're literally a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I was like, well, who the fuck wants to be a master of anything? I would rather be good at everything. Why would I limit myself? And he laughed and he was all, yeah, that's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know, a junior in high school. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to limit my possibilities. And that's a big piece of why I can't figure out what I want to do, because maybe it's not going to be one thing and that's okay. Like, I kind of like the idea now. I'm getting more comfortable in the time I've given myself with the idea that, like, it's okay that I want to direct this musical, and it's okay that I can do makeup, and it's okay that I can fix your lamp. And, like, whatever. <laughs> Haley has hooked my life up so much. Like, I have all these, like, I blow people away with, like, my skill, but I, like, enjoy that. Like, I want to be the unexpected, talented person in the room that are like, oh, that blonde girl, like, she can, like, reroute, like, your routers, and, like, she knows how to, like you know just i don't i like like the like i don't want to be what anyone expects you're not so don't worry and like (laughs) i I mean i'm not trying to do that but i like that like i have all these skills and they always come in handy well you're a survivor too i feel like you would be fine no matter what and And that's been through a lot and i even we didn't even touch on like certain i don't want to say mental illness but like certain things that I want to have you back on to talk about like I eventually went into therapy in the beginning exactly yeah. like I want to talk about that eventually with you because I have experiences with that also and I don't do therapy now just to say okay. back to the therapy thing is um but I was given the tools by therapy to keep myself in check and I use them all the time and I always give people advice from what I've learned in my sessions I love that so much and I it, love you so much I love you <laughs> yeah it's just really checking in on yourself and um yeah and i just think being honest if like you can be honest with yourself and you can like have a couple friends it doesn't have to be you don't have to like advertise to the world no but like just having some really good friends that like you're comfortable being like i don't feel good like today i feel like dying like that is like a really alarming statement and like some friends are gonna freak out and like call their other friends and like talk about you like Mm. those aren't friends that you want to be sharing that with but like maybe they're your friends yeah but they don't know how to deal with it but knowing that you have friends that you can share that information with because you know it's temporary and they know it's temporary and they're like okay well like what's getting like what's making you feel like this let's break this down and making sure you're surround so that's another tip so this is my third my second tip right yeah so the other tip would be surround yourself with people good people that you can talk to and really talk to mm-hmm. and i always expect that from relationships but you may not get it from that i hope that you do but maybe uh your parents or your brother or your sister or your um your grandma or your best friends or your girlfriends or find it in a online community. It could be someone you don't even know. It could be the meatballs. It could be something like there's always somebody to talk to if you're feeling really low or you're feeling really good because you have to know that like, uh, there's downtimes and you need people to rely on then, but you also want people to share the good stuff with. That's the thing. You need to celebrate the good stuff because then it feels like, what's it all for? If I have no one to share the good stuff, with? what's the point? (laughs) Yeah. 
And so there's always a community for you in somewhere. You just have to find it and you have to find your thing. I love that. Yeah. So those are my tips, I guess, for now. Those are your tips. Yeah. And, and I think the other tip was already in the beginning. It was just uh, get get in touch with your roots and remember who you were as a kid. Which is the whole point of this Yeah, podcast. which is I was so supportive of when you were doing your own podcast was... I love puns. Yes. And I love sports. <laughs> yes. And I love the topic of getting in touch with yeah. who you are as a kid because that's all we ever are is who, like we were born with something that is not genetic. There's like a little spirit put in our baby bodies that is us. It's very funny. Uh, the psychic Chris Medina, when mm-hmm. he was on this podcast, I listened to that one. He said to me, that something and I don't know if this was on the podcast or if it was during the read but he said like when I was actually like coming out of bombshell and that a spirit like touched me and he was like something special happened and this is what makes you you and I don't want to get into like all of that but I think you do need to get back in touch with that and even when I feel like I'm not doing something that's right for me or I'm in a situation that makes me uncomfortable I try to picture myself as a little girl yes I I listen to my goosebumps that's a great tip right there that's that's a number one indicator of like maybe this isn't the best or if it's good yeah, or because mine always, mine always come when I'm listening to a beautiful song or I see a beautiful piece of art. I get yeah. goosebumps. Or if I think of a moment. Or that, flywheel when you. Yes, I got him and I got him on my way over here. I was listening to uh, a Dear Evan Hansen song came on. Yeah. And oh, I, I want to see that. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I only listened to like maybe one song. Yeah. And it was like some mashup of Dear Evan Hansen. It was Ben uh, Platt. Yeah, that's right. And um, what's his name? Sorry, I'm like blanking all of a sudden on everything. Um, the guy that created Hamilton. Oh, um, Lin Manuel. Lin Manuel. So they did go. like a mashup of each other's songs from their musicals. Oh, where do you find that? That's I don't know. Awesome. I just started playing on Pandora, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I had like the biggest goosebumps because those are two guys that worked really hard. Yeah, and created their own shows. Well, a couple of them created. I mean, Lin Manuel created a couple shows, but. And, like, they have stayed in touch with who they are. And I was like, this is so perfect to hear right now as I'm driving to Jacqueline's. And I'm just, like, goosebumped up. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is, I'm like, goosebumps are my guide, man. Goosebumps, is that the name of this podcast? Goosebumps, yeah, goosebumps are, my, are guide. my guide. <laughs> I love that. Because I always get them. And I even get them when I'm around certain people. Like, when yeah. they, certain people make me feel, I get excited to see somebody. And I'm, like getting, I'm putting my makeup on and I'll get goosebumps. Like, they're they're not, like crazy ones but even when Haley threw an Oscar party at her place and we had all these people we went to college with that we loved that were going to be there and I could not wait to get to your house yeah it's a very hand selected group of people yes I was like who do I not want to hear their <laughs> their opinions on movies perfect only the people I do want to hear are coming to this party exactly. it was like five people were there <laughs> exactly but it was so fun so I think another lesson is meatballs surround yourself with people that lift you up and um okay you don't have to cut people out of your lives. It's not about cutting people out and be like, I can't hang out with you anymore. I don't feel supported. <laughs> you don't have to make a big production out of it. It's just uh, spending more time with the people that you do feel good about. Yeah, that lift you up. That and was... then you'll just find that the people that you didn't feel good, like they just kind of fade away or you just see them less. And then like you don't have to like unfollow people or block people or anything like that. It's not a big production. It's just like life happens. Like... When people have kids and you're still single, you just by nature of that business, you see them less. Yeah. doesn't mean you love them less, but you can still like reach 
and they, they feel just as insecure as you might feel because they don't want to another reach, thing. They don't want to reach out to their single friends and they think that like, oh, they're having so much fun. They're living life. They're doing everything I wish I was doing. And if you end up calling them and like or texting them randomly, they're like, oh, my God, like you have time to my best it's friend so Carla funny. from college who you know who you've met she came out here last week with her daughter and at first I was like oh shit like what am I going to talk to her about but it's like no, no time has passed yeah. like she has a husband and kids and People like a whole other life things out there that aren't you just things. have to get out of your if they're head. your friends and those are their, your support like I have my best friend one of my best friends from home Tiffany like like she is one of my favorite people and like it's to me it's always been the same like i like we could not talk for like 10 years and i'll see her and i'll feel exactly the same and we'll have exactly the same amount of fun and sometimes i feel i don't know if she feels like this but i sense that she's insecure when i like i'll call her because it's easier for me to like just chat than text i like a good call i like calls I and like so i call. call her up and i'm like hey how are you doing and she's like i'm so sorry the kids are yelling can you <laughs> she's like i'm so sorry they're interrupting and i'm like but i'm used to it because i've talked to her on the phone before yeah or I've spent time with her i'm it's like fine. It's, i'm like you're fine everything's fine I'm like, you're fine can you hear me and she's like yeah i can i'm just so embarrassed and i'm like you're completely fine no and one cares i'm like i'm just so happy that you answered and i'm so happy we get to talk even if it's for a minute yeah like it's so so nice to hear a good friend's voice even if you don't get to say basically anything that matters just saying hi how are you i love you bye it's so (laughs) fine and it makes your day sometimes i do that all the time with joyce hoffman i I have to shout her out she's my mom's best friend who's also like my fairy godmother she's like my best friend and she loves oprah she's who's like introduced me to all the Oprah things fitness dancing like She's your fairy godmother. Food, she is. I was going to say fairy godmother. She, you just said that. She's like biggest cheerleader, has yeah. gotten me through all the things. Um, so I hope you meatballs have someone like Haley yeah. in your life, someone like my fairy godmother, Joyce. Um, and if you don't, reach out to me. Yes. <laughs> or reach out to each other and like connect each, yeah. to each other on her Facebook page, right? Yeah, exactly. Have I have a What's Your Jersey Podcast meatball page. So if you haven't joined it, join it. And start talking amongst each other. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, Haley, uh, do you have a favorite like mob movie? Like we need to get into oh this gosh. real quick before we have to leave and go eat some bullionese. Oh like, are you really a Goodfellas excited. girl? Are you a Godfather girl? Like, what's your deal? I really like Goodfellas. Good, <laughs> Goodfellas. Goodfellas. <laughs> I, I have a well. I have, I have seen it before. I saw it. So I was growing up. I was really into punk rock music. Yes, and there's a song by the Ataris that has a quote. That I didn't know what movie it was from. But it like it's like you know, it's like this punk rock song and then it just like breaks down and has like a slow like it kinda has the music under it and it has a quote and it's like if she doesn't reach over and unlock that door before you get around to the other side, she's a ditcher, she's a sophist broad. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. And so I always, always Every date I've ever been on, if uh-huh. the guy like opens the door for me, I always am like, Oh shit because of the song. Yes. Because I was like super like well, I don't know where this is from, but this this guy sounded so serious. That's hilarious. Like, I'm like anybody in like a that kind of an accent and like that adamant about it. I'm like, well, fuck. And like, um, <laughs> that's the, the movie, my, the like, Bronx Tale. Actually, my, oh shit, 
Yes, <laughs> I saw the Bronx Tale the well, musical. There's a whole favorite. scene. That's her favorite. That's my favorite. Yes, the Bronx Tale. Because I always because the same guys in it with the yes, Chad. The yes, they're all in oh it. Oh my god, see, yes. I, I'm from California. Robert um, De Niro, he's in both. He's in, in Goodfellas, Bronx Tale. Okay, he's Bronx in the Tale, Godfather, a Bronx Tale, which is a musical. That makes sense. Then I like. Well, later it was a musical, right? Yeah. yeah okay, later. so I, that's my favorite, and. That makes so much more sense because when you guys were talking about when you were on Chris's, you were yeah. talking about Goodfellas. I'm like, I don't remember that because <laughs> yeah. it was Bronx Tale. Yeah, oh we God, went to the Bronx Tale. But I do. School. I have seen them all. Obviously, if you like work in film, you have to see all of them because yeah. they're like classics. But um, yeah, I like Bronx Tale the best. I love it. I love, I love all films. So <laughs> some, most. I do. I didn't really like. Um, I like Casino. Casino is my favorite. I like Casino. I like. I didn't like how how uh, Godfather. It was so long. Like all of them. There's a lot of them. There was a lot of them, and then they're long, and then like there's a lot of pieces to keep. It's like a. It's a. What are they like? A, a trilogy. But I know. Well, yes. But it's <laughs> more than that. It's like a saga. Yes. It's um, a lot. My grandfather was in the first one. So really? That's, yeah. But they're like Grandpa Benny. They're really good pieces of art and if you're like trying to get into film or you want to make film it's mm. something you, sh- you have to watch and you have to appreciate the history of when it was made exactly all which of i think is the best time for musicals it's the 70s yes musicals film all the Everything. things the best not makeup but yes not makeup <laughs> not makeup um i want to know normally i haven't been doing this that much lately but i normally have someone do I, I was just gonna say like what would be your lady Gaga song. Edge of Glory. Edge of Glory. I love it so much. That means so much to me because when we went to the concert, she did like a slow Ugh. piano version of it. And I was I don't like, know if I would like that one. Because what I like about it is it amps me up. Oh, okay. This one I amped had up. just graduated college and my parents, we always, uh, well, we used to, we haven't done this in a while. We used to go to Hawaii like every couple years. And, um, no, I hadn't just graduated college. I was going through something. I don't know what it was, but I was having a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. And I was running on the beach in the mornings before my family woke up, which is extremely early. They wake up at eight every morning. So I was up at five That's running on the beach. And I had just downloaded the new Lady Gaga album, which was on which Edge of Glory. And I had was listening to it for the first time. Ooh. And I was into every song. And then Edge of Glory came on and it was just on repeat running on the beach. So I hear that song and I think like, because it made me think like, I am on the edge of glory. Like, I'm so close. I mean, this was also like 10 years ago. So I'm like, okay, the edge is a little bit further away than I thought it was. Whatever. No, but it's so funny because it was like, and I think of being in the sun. I think of being happy. I think of being outside. I smell like pina coladas. And like, it makes me think of all, and it makes me think of my family and all the things we've been talking about this entire time. Mm -hmm. But then also I have had like so many fun times with the gay clubs with my best friends. And like, like we've gotten an entire place to do my dances of like on the edge the edge like all this stuff where i'm like choreographing a dance and that's my dream come true is to make like a music a movie musical moment happen spontaneously where like you're eating lunch at a cafeteria and all of a sudden everyone knows the routine and it happens in gay clubs because i have made it happen to that song so it is my favorite and the last I told you the spin class I did in Chicago I'm like oh shit this song I'm gonna burn so many calories <laughs> that's amazing yeah well, that's you are on the edge of glory Miss Haley Hansen. I'm not on the edge I'm in it you're in it you're you're bathing in glory yes I love that I love you um I love thank you. you so much for being here I want you to come back because Anytime. you're like a wealth of knowledge on all you're a Jill of all trades I am I'm well you know I was so funny I was thinking I was trying to think of a good quote I was like 
So there's a jack of all trade, but people say Jill. I'm like, no, it's just a Haley. <laughs> You're just a Haley. I'm just a Haley. I'm gonna say that I'm a Haley. You're just a Haley. <laughs> like I don't like because I don't really like like a Jill of all trades. It's like it sounds less than a Jack to me. Yeah, you're right. You know what I, I mean? want to be equal. I want. I'm, I'm like. There. I think like a Haley. Just like just don't even Haley. say of trades. Just say I'm a Haley. Meatballs, you're a Haley. Yeah, you've done it all. Uh, pimp yourself and you out. You can do it all. And you just Google it. And you it. can figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> just look up Oprah self care, <laughs> and you can do it all. Yep. Um, pimp yourself out. Tell the meatballs where they can find you. So always, you can reach out um, to, on me on Instagram at Happy Face by HH. Or uh, my website. There's my email on there as well. Um, and the website is www.happyfacebyhh.com. Um, and my email is haley.hansen at icloud.com. And I'd love to hear from anybody about anything, even if you have questions about installing lights. I'll help you. <laughs> or if you like to look at cute dogs, tell them what oh, that um, so Instagram yeah, I have page Instagram is. Account. It's, a, it's a public account uh, called Girl Stalks Dog, all lowercase, all one word. And girl is spelled how you spell girl, G-I-R-L. And stock is spelled S-T-A-L-K. And a dog is spelled D-O-G. I'm doing that because the last time I met somebody, it was a really drunk guy, and he did not know how to spell any of those words. Well, that was perfect. It was like girl with a G, stock like um, a stock of wheat. Oh, no. And dog like D-A-W. That's awkward. And I was like, okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I love you. Let's go eat some meatballs. I know. We need to go eat some meatballs. Before we do that, I want to say meatballs. I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy uh, this Wednesday, May 9th at the La Jolla Comedy Store. So please, I'll be posting links to tickets. It's going to be a really fun show. There's a lot of people that have been past guests that are actually on the show. It's an all-female show? It's an all-female show. Uh, Krista Allen, who's been on the podcast, Dana Moon, Rachel O'Brien, like, it's going to be an awesome show. So that's at the La Jolla Comedy Store, 8 o'clock in... Yeah, 8 o'clock. <laughs> and I'll be there. I'll be and in the audience. Haley will be there. And also, I, I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory on May 29th. Um, I know I have dates in between those, but those are two big shows. So I'll post everything on social media. And don't forget your deal for Care.com to save 30% off of a Care.com premium membership, which I definitely recommend because it's so amazing and you have access to so many things. Visit, visit Care.com slash Jersey again, care.com slash Jersey J E R S E Y. When you subscribe, meatballs, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. This, I hope this episode helped you. It helped me, it was so therapeutic, and you're not alone out there. So again, email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, if you want to talk. And I'm Jacqueline Marfuji, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Put your paws up, cause you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I 